0: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Friends, the first and third Saturday of each month, where we show up to help you get from where you are to where you're going, whether that's personally or professionally, you know, job transition, career pivot. Maybe you're a senior leader looking for that edge in your business to ignite your team and engage your team and retain your talent. We're your hosts, George Murray. I am Eric Harkins, filling in for Phil again this week, and uh, glad to be here, and we're glad you can take a little time on this Saturday morning and join us. So grab your cup of coffee and uh, welcome to the show. We do encourage questions in the chat and we'll try to answer as many as we can. But uh, George, glad to be here with you again today.
1: Hey, thank you, Eric, for filling in and good morning. We want to just remind our viewers that um, if you're watching this LinkedIn Live, we actually encourage you to share it with others if you find it valuable. And if you're watching this on one of our podcasts, or on YouTube pre-recorded, just hit the subscribe button. Um, I know our shows are coming to an end, but you can actually go back and review all the other previous ones, and they are still relevant today.
0: Awesome. Well, today we're talking about a portfolio career, kind of where to start. You know, a portfolio career really means monetizing your skills in many ways, You know, having multiple income sources, maybe rather than, than one job at one company. And in the past, I think this was kind of limited to CEOs or former CEOs or certainly senior level executives who, you know, maybe served on a board or they wrote a book, they started the keynote speaking. Um, But now a portfolio career is available to just about anybody who has skills that are in demand. But before we jump into the conversation, and I'm really looking forward to it, uh, we would like to thank our sponsor, our global, uh, global HR research. They are better by every measure as highlighted by their three pillars, better data, better technology, and better teams. They're 100% U.S. based. They have proprietary technology, plus a team that is committed to customer excellence. I'm sure we can talk about a portfolio career, uh, George. You and I you know, have had a similar path. We've both been in transition. You're an expert at it, obviously, but it's always better if you can bring someone in who's you know, done it and is doing it to help others. So I'm wondering uh, who we have to join us here this morning.
1: Of course, we're pretty connected. We know a few people. Um, I want to welcome to the show Deb Covello. So Deb is the founder of morning, Elimination Deb. Elimination Partners, author of the CEO Compass. I think we have a few things in common. All three of us being author of it's being one of them. Uh, she's the founder of the Drop Ins. Collective Host and Drop-In CEO Podcast, which I encourage everybody to pick up and watch. And then WOW Talk about a portfolio career. Deb, you are the official last guest speaker of our show, which the last show is really December 3rd. It's kind of the last call, but this is the official last special guest. Welcome aboard.
2: Thank you so much again for the opportunity. I only hope I can live up to the amazing guests you've had in the past, but honor to be included on your platform and share some insights and <laughs> the downside as well with your community. So thank you again.
0: Yeah. Well, Deb, thanks for joining us. And, you know, it's also an honor for me when I get to co-host with uh, with George, but we're really excited to have you join us with, with all of your uh, expertise in this space. And I'm going to start with the easy question, kind of the obvious first one, right? You know, why choose a portfolio career? And if I'm thinking about it, you know, how do how do I even get started?
2: Hmm. Well It's an interesting story and the real story of it all is, I think in the last three or four years of my corporate career, I was starting to say, but I want to do that. Oh, I'd like to do that. It would be cool if we could do that. And then the corporate arena just said, no, Deb, we just need you to do that. So I continue to do that, but there was something pulling inside of me that says, I'm meant to do something different. I'd like to be creative and try new things. That was the start of it inside. And then (laughs) I got the boot. And I think the best of us have gotten the boot. It was- Welcome
0: to the club. I know. I had to be part of it with
2: you. <laughs> and, and, you know, again, I'm an optimist. I say to myself, you know, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. It was probably the right thing for the company. We have to change leadership to bring in new skills and ideas. But I was restless. I wasn't feeling myself. I was stressed the whole bit. We all have our stories. And so I was given the perfect opportunity to enjoy my Christmas holidays with my family, have the time to just rest and think, and then say, what do I want to do next? And it became, I said, I don't want to go back to that corporate environment. I said, I want to be able to do the same work, but on my terms. And so obviously we hit the ground running. I wish I had read George's book, yours. I will (laughs) read yours as well. How can I make that process of getting back into work, but on my terms? And so it was that discovery, it was the networking, landing that first gig, not even having my talking points ready. There are a lot of things that I would share should be done first, second, and third. But the last thing you should do is start with the business card or the PowerPoint. That's not what's going to get you into that portfolio career. So I'll just pause there. But yeah. it, was, it happened to me, but it was the best thing that happened that should have happened to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think the same thing. I do want to reference Eric's book, which, by the way, is a great book. And I always tell people he's got three rules. I totally love rule number three. And if you don't know rule number three, I won't give it away. You got to read the book. (laughs) So Deb,
0: uh, plug on rule number three,
1: George. Um, Deb, what prevents people from choosing a portfolio career?
2: So it's one of those things. It's it's in in our own mind. It's our fear because we have, mm-hmm. as we become like these really amazing executives, we um, are given a great salary. We've earned it. We've earned it. There is the insurance. There is the comfort. There's that um, that thing that nurtures most of our needs, but then the thought of, oh my goodness, <laughs> how am I going to go out and still have that same comfort and that security? I think it's an important thing to say, what can I do next that affords me that comfort and security? But we need to shift our mindset that it doesn't have to necessarily be working for the company where we started. Yes, we have so much experience from that, but I honestly believe it's all in our mind. Because as soon as you just pause (laughs) and start saying, what's holding you back? what's holding you back there is nobody that's got you know your handcuffed or anything the only person that's holding you back is yourself and just the time mind. to figure out how to do it and who's going to help you yeah. it's it's all here
0: yeah it i think we've all spent a lot of time talking to people in transition and went through our own process mm-hmm. and i think you're so right and you know i think you highlighted Touched on some of them already, but you know, w- what are some of the benefits of having a portfolio career mm-hmm. that maybe might not be as obvious, or you know, what have you found to be some of the benefits that maybe you weren't even expecting?
2: You want to ask my husband?
0: No. <laughs> yeah, is he there? Bring him in. No. <laughs>
2: He's got a portfolio career right now and he's actually working right now. But I think honestly, at the end of the day, I achieve one of the things that I try to help other people. I don't want to struggle as much. I don't want to. I want to be able to spend more time with my family, with my friends, with my community. As soon as I was able to explore And start finding work and finding things like the podcast that I have. All of that stuff made me a nice person again. Mind you, I'm nice, I'm pleasant, but I was always stressed. It was always, I got to do, do, do. And um, I don't think I was given enough time, not only for myself, but my family. So again, I was holding myself back. I was fearful of not having that security. But as soon as I did, I became not a different person. But the person I once was that didn't have a care in the world, that was creative, that was very talkative, that's all over the place, mind you, I'm not ADD. But there is so much I wanted to do that I just didn't have the time to do. So, I mean, that's the advantage of I work, I consult I try to figure out how to do business development. I network on my own terms. And that process of just figuring it out, oh my God, that just feeds the creative energy. So if you are a person that just feels like they've lost themselves over time, it's not necessarily finding yourself, but rediscovering who you once were and just enjoying writing, listening to music, walking, networking, interviewing, all the stuff. Absolutely love it.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, Deb, how do people know that a portfolio... Career will work for them?
2: Mm. You know, you never know until you try. And one might say, How the heck am I going to strike doing that? Well, I've got my nine to five. I depend on it. If you really want to move towards something different, you got to carve out the time. And so you need to look at all that you're doing, volunteer time with the family, scrolling on social media. You have to figure out what doesn't serve you and say, I am hellbent on doing this. So I think what was it for me was that I didn't want to go back to corporate. I said, I have to make this work. So I did immerse myself in reading everything, listening to podcasts, reading all these books behind me. Listening to gurus, uh, but not necessarily taking their advice and thinking about what works for me. How do I want to network versus going into a large crowd and handing out all those business cards? Ooh, that just doesn't work for me. I think it's just about what are you running towards?
0: Yeah.
2: How am I going to do it? Parsing out the time to learn and do and be willing to experiment and don't, if like, oh, that networking event didn't work or, oh, I did that webinar and nobody showed up. Just, have that purpose way out there. See where you want to be. And all these little experiments along the way about networking and trying to figure out what you're meant to do, just keep your eye on the prize. That will pull you towards developing the portfolio that's meant for you.
0: Yeah, I I love that. You know, in in a former life, I spent all of my time working with executives in transition, and and I just I love to be able to have those conversations with folks. And I bet 99% 99% of the people I met with said some version of, you know, Eric, I just want to look forward to going to work again. And that's kind of what you're talking about. You know, you get into this rut where you're a CFO and you realize you don't really even like finance or whatever it might be. So I'm curious now that you've you know, had this portfolio <laughs> career, your husband has one, do you find, are there certain uh, professions or industries that are, you know, easier for a portfolio career or more in demand for a portfolio type of career or, or, or not? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I'm going to plug this organization a little bit. I do belong to the Fractional Professional Association. There are so many C-suite leaders that are talented out there that really can have that. And I would say for anybody that's been a COO, (laughs) a chief operating officer, CMO, chief marketing officer, financial officer. Now, there isn't one for me, but I am an expert in quality and operational excellence, but It's not necessarily about the career. There's many opportunities for a portfolio career for all of those C-suite professionals that got the boot or decided to move on. But I wouldn't definitely emphasize what career you were in because, get this, (laughs) I'm now the chief fractional chief operating officer, part-time, for a PR firm. Now, what the heck did I know about PR after coming out of the manufacturing industry? But what I had was the ability to listen to a CEO that was having some challenges, to be able to hear deeply not only what they say the problem was, but to know, I think this is what they need. They need a well-oiled machine in their operations, building that trust. And understanding what they need. That's a skill that anybody could have. I don't care if you're a technician in quality or somebody that's in supply chain. It's not necessarily a career. But if you've got skills that are in demand, put yourself out there. You never know what industry might pick you up. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Deb, uh, so I'm ready to jump into a portfolio career hypothetically. Uh, what do you? What do I need to prepare for? Like proposals, marketing tools, presentations, etc.
2: <laughs> so, and I don't mean to laugh at the question. There's I, when I giggle. There's like this. I did. <laughs> what I was supposed to do. I went to all kinds of webinars. Here's what you need to do to put out your shingle. Got to get your PowerPoint. Got to get your business cards. Got to get your logo. And I'm working on that someday. And I'm saying, okay, this is starting to look nice and pretty. And then it was like, wait a second. I got nobody, no clients. I've got nobody that's referring me. I don't have a big enough network. What am I working on this stuff for? I've got to put myself out there and just start learning, talking, seeing what's needed. What are the pain points? And do not pass go. What are you meant to be doing? Because when somebody asks for your elevator pitch, and I know, George, you write about this. I'm sure Eric as well. What is it that you're going to say? That's different than just, I'm a business advisor. I've got a background in marketing. I help organizations do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. You just like fade into that background there. It's like, no, what makes you different? You know, I have dropped into organizations so many times. I see the landscape and I partner with that C-suite leader to solve the business issue. And then I elevate the people's capability for a lasting impact. That's the drop in CEO. The point being is when you show up, what makes you different? What are those three things or whatever that you just stand for that you were yelling from the top of a mountain in your past job and nobody was listening? You have the opportunity to say, I believe this and this and this because it is in your conviction. Get that right. And then network, get your voice out there. And then get that PowerPoint and business card because people are going to start saying, you're interesting. Can you come in? We'd like to talk to you. That's when you need all of that marketing material.
1: I so love that, you know, because I talk about it too. You know, I tell people that the elevator pitch is dead. It's so 2016. You've got to, it's people have a lack of attention span. So you've got to develop your value proposition in less than, you know, less than a couple of minutes. What makes you unique and different?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and um, and it took a while. Again, what you see here <laughs> it did not come out of the box. Uh, when I was starting, I had a couple mentors. I was doing video on LinkedIn because that's what the experts say: get your voice out there. You need a platform. And then a mentor of mine said Deb, I, your your, in, your topics, your information you put out there is good, but you got to get over yourself. I said, what do you mean? I said you are too stiff and rigid. I said, let Deb come out. So what you see today little fast talker, a little bit with the hands and all, maybe I flub my words a little bit. That is who I am. Stop focusing on being so rigid and being so sounding like everybody else. You're not going to get noticed. But maybe this, you notice.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. You know, I talk about, hey, be who you are, right? Just be real (laughs) and be genuine and great leaders are genuine and authentic. But So I'm curious, uh, as an extension of the conversation we were just having, once you figure all that out, have you found from a marketing standpoint is there one platform that you would encourage people to you know use most is it linkedin is it a different social media platform is it all of them what what have you found to be most successful
2: so to answer that and thank you for that question eric it's about do i want to do it on other people's platform or do i want to create the stage and the platform that mm. i control mm, now I like that yeah. <laughs> and that took a learning. Now, mind you, Pla- LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn. That's where my tribe is. People that resonate with me and I resonate with them. I will You'll see me six, seven days a week in some format on LinkedIn. Love that platform. It is a great networking platform. But also find your stage. And I love podcasting. Thank you so much for having me on here. I love being on this stage, this platform, but I too got tired of chasing and looking for opportunities that push versus pull. I was so tired and it got so frustrating. So I created my own platform the Drop-In CEO Podcast, where I get to invite people. I get to say what I want. I get to share my insights with others. I get to bring George onto the show and share his insights with my community. Creating your own platform, webinar, mastermind, YouTube, just get out there. Do it on your own terms. I think you will then have more opportunity to develop your talking points and be who you are meant to be as a brand. So LinkedIn, number one, I play on Instagram and Facebook very little. I do it for the SEO. Think about putting your own video and podcast out there. That might be the stage that you excel on.
1: Yeah, great. So Deb, one one of the questions we tend to ask our subject matter experts is, what can I do today and tomorrow being the weekend, to prepare a great Monday on shifting to a portfolio career.
2: <laughs> and again, I don't mean to laugh at you. It's it's actually got nothing to do with the actual work. Um, we're so, <laughs> my advice, hmm. t- take Saturday off. <laughs> have, <laughs> some, have some coffee. <laughs> take a walk, sleep, watch Netflix all day. Um, it's I all think- friends like
1: Eric and Deb. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, oh my God, it is so easy to just, I got to do, I got to set up my network. I got to set up, who am I going to talk to this week? Go, 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 go. You know, uh, who am I going to reach out to? No, I'm going to start looking at the job boards. I'm going to go for some contract work over here. Maybe I can do some pro bono work over here. Um, You got to chill out. (laughs) You got to just stop one day, a half a day. I know it's hard. That's going to be a new skill as high performers need to develop to do nothing, absolutely nothing. First step in a portfolio career. Now, Give your mind a rest. Sunday morning, you start ramping up again. And I will just know from a portfolio, <laughs> from a portfolio career perspective, one, whatever you love doing, just keep doing it. Immerse yourself because wherever you love the work—podcast, writing, uh, volunteer work—keep going with what you're really good at. So yeah. keep doing that but always be willing to experiment. So I'm right now doing some W-2 contract work. Is it my consulting company? No, it's Deb Coviello, but I am in service to others. I'm learning new skills. I'm helping individuals, which is all in the drop-in CEO brand. I'm doing three or four hours a week with somebody else. I then immerse myself then in the technical area, do the job boards, network, and be open to what people are saying to you. If people keep saying, Deb, your voice is great. did did I tell you you have a really great voice? Gosh, darn it. If there's anybody out there, I would love to expand my portfolio and leverage this voice. Somebody has said I should be doing CEO meditation tapes. I don't know how to do that, (laughs) but be open also to what people are saying about you. That may be how you expand that portfolio. Just think about it.
1: I've been told that I have a face for radio. (laughs) But you know what? It's interesting that you say all that because, you know, one of the things that I started to do on my LinkedIn was to put on all these podcasts, right? And say, hey, you know, I'm creative director of this. And I've actually had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, you know, would you be willing to help us on our, you know, SEOs, you know, marketing stuff and everything else? And I'm, really? Really? You know, I'm an ops guy, right? It's kind of like when I was in career transition and I was talking to a gentleman who is great. He's been on the show. And, you know, I said, uh, I'm not I'm not in sales. He goes, listen, George, when you're in career transition, you're in
0: sales. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and, Deb, I think what you said is so important for anyone who's uh, listening or watching who is in transition. And, you know, I would tell everyone that I met with it, what you just said, like, take some time. To enjoy it, but it's hard because you got the anxiety of I gotta find a job or I'm the sole breadwinner or what it's all this noise in your head. So, you know, I just want to emphasize what you said again because it is so important because you are gonna land. Maybe you start a portfolio career, you're gonna look back and say, geez, why didn't I go to that movie, or why didn't I go up to the cabin, or why didn't I take a quick trip? And you know, it's hard in the moment. So I just think it's a great thing to reinforce and you know, it's always fascinating to me how fast these calls go. But as we get close here to uh, to wrapping up this morning's conversation, I just want to kind of open it up to you. You know, anything we didn't talk about uh, that you think we should have anything that you'd want to make sure that our our listeners hear before we before we close out. And again, can't thank you enough for joining us this morning.
2: Yeah, I think my biggest advice is don't check yourself out of the opportunity because the only person that's holding yourself back is you. And mind you, there may be technical reasons that you can't jump all in, financial, location, family, etc. cetera. Everything is in your control. You can make a roadmap, step one, step two, get your business cards, all of that stuff. There is nothing holding you back except yourself. A portfolio career can start at 10% while you still have a W-2, 9 to 5, at 90%, but just keep building on it. You have to build the future you want. You only have a few years on this earth. Make it worthwhile.
1: That's great insight. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thanks, Deb. Well, George, I think we're we're wrapping up. I uh, I won't steal your your closing comments here before our last show, but uh...
1: sure. Well, we want to, We want to thank Deb for stopping by and helping our viewers. We are contemplating the portfolio career, and I also strongly suggest all these viewers that we've had. You know, if you want a platform to listen to and continue to to go on is you can you can jump over to Deb's uh, CEO podcast. It's a great podcast by the way. Uh, from more insight, you guys got the contact information there on LinkedIn and her email address for more. And if it's too fast, you can always reach out to me. So um, one of the other things I also wanted to kind of bring up is that we've been talking about it is is that our last show is uh, two weeks from now. So we hope that all of our previous viewers, listeners, et cetera, show up. We're going to have past co-hosts, past speakers, et cetera. And we're going to just talk about the evolution of the show. The show's been going on for two years now. Um, Started off in COVID, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about how it became to be. But more importantly, what those folks see in the next six months, next year, as we're kind of contemplating this this recession, how deep and how it's going to impact people on all kinds of scales of their life, whether it's business, whether it's professional, or whether it's just family. So I do hope that you guys will tune in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And George, thank you again for letting me uh, co-host. It'll be uh, fun to walk down memory lane on December 3rd. And and uh, I'll just echo your comments. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully you can join us and know that it'll be a, A fun fun way to wrap up a a pretty uh, memorable couple of years for you. So thanks again for letting me co-host.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for jumping on.